Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, what's going on, everybody? You are now tuned in to the Paging Dr. Shonda podcast, where we talk about all things related to mental health, life lessons, and the culture. I'm your host, Dr. Shonda, licensed clinical psychologist, podcast host, educator, uh, you know, everything else under the sun because I really, really just love what I do and I love that God has anointed me for this. And I'm wondering who I have watching today. Do I have anybody from Delaware, my hometown, D.C., DMV? If you are listening to this or watching the podcast, I want you to comment in the comment section. If you're listening to the audio version, go ahead and write it in a review so that I can know where you are listening from because I love to show y'all love. Make sure that you are subscribed to our podcast. The audio version is available on all audio platforms. That's right. We are on Apple Podcasts. We are on Spotify. We are on iHeartRadio. We are on Buzzcast, Buzzsprout, um, and everywhere else, Podcaster, all those different audio platforms, and everywhere else you get audio versions of the platform. As I mentioned previously, listen, y'all, I try my best to get an episode out there every single Wednesday. Some Wednesdays, it just don't work out that way. And I'm going to just ask y'all to charge it to my schedule and not my heart. But I do try to be here every Wednesday. So make sure that you are subscribed so that you can tune in on Wednesdays because we be talking about some real life stuff, like real things that real people experience in a real world. So I need y'all to subscribe. Also, don't forget that on Thursdays, every single Thursday, or most Thursdays, our vodcast drops. So that is the video version of our podcast, and we tend to drop on YouTube as well as Facebook at times at 9 p.m. So make sure that you are tuned in, locked in, live, and ready with your notes, your pads, everything, and also your uh, phones. Because, listen, I love texting some of the podcasters, the people who listen to the podcast, uh, which brings me to my next point. If you are not subscribed, to the text messages, I need you to do that right now. I need you to grab your phone and text podcast to 21,000. That's three zeros, podcast to 21,000. And there you will be, uh, you will be subscribed to our text message threads. You will also be able to text me. You will be able to let me know how you enjoyed the podcast, any type of feedback, uh, anything you want us to further address, any questions you might have, especially for our Ask Dr. Shonda segment. So make sure that you are tuning in and texting me so that we can stay connected in every area possible. We have some amazing guests lined up for the rest of the quarter. And so I'm just really excited about it. So without further ado, we are going to go ahead and go into the hot off the press segment. So the hot off the press segment, if you've been living under a rock, I need you to listen up because hot off the press is probably one of my favorite segments for the podcast. This is where we talk about mental health and media and news and culture and pop culture. This is where we talk about how uh, mental health can play a role in our daily lives. Our daily existence has psychology in it in one way or another. I always tell my students that psychology is all around us. You just have to open your eyes to it. The way we talk to each other, the way we communicate, the behaviors that we exhibit, right? All of this is psychology. It's all psychologically related. And so that is why I, I think it's so 
fascinating and, and interesting when we kind of point out things that are happening in pop culture and the psychological undertones and um, connotations that it has associated with it. So without further ado, we are going to hop in to a very popular Twitter thread that had went viral uh, a couple of weeks ago. Very popular Twitter thread. Um, just for me, the relaxer, right? Y'all remember in the early 2000s, late 90s, we had just for me, we had the girls on the perm box with the straight hair and the ponytails. And that, that was the era of the relaxer. Like we wanted our hair straight street if we uh, lived in that era because that's what was deemed appropriate, right? So just for me, I say it's just a lie. Why do you say that, Dr. Shonda? It is just a lie, y'all, a lie a lot. If you have been privy to what's been happening on Twitter, you will see that, that the individuals who were modeling on the relaxer boxes, and mind y'all, for the black women who grew up in the late 90s, early thousands, y'all know when we got relaxers, and I really only had like one relaxer in my life because my mom didn't, she ain't really like us doing too much to our hair, but we probably had like one or two relaxers. So, but when we had the relaxers, you would choose the relaxer you wanted based on the picture of the person on the perm box. Based on how laid their hair was, based on how, you know, straight it was, how good their ponytails look. Oh, that's that just for me. I want that. Oh, that's that, um, that olive. I forgot what it was called. Something nature or something. I, I want that one because I love how her hair looks. I'm going to get that relaxer. I remember we did the home girl with the, the, the wrap and she had all her hair swooped to the side. That was popular because her hair was laid, not because we knew the relaxer would work or the damages that it caused to our hair, but because of the girl on the box. Now, this Twitter thread was featuring all the women from those the, the late 90s and early thousands who were on those perm boxes. They're our age now, y'all. They like you know, late 20s, early 30s or whatever. And they were basically confessing that they didn't really get relaxers. These were silk presses that they had us doing. I'm like, are you kidding me? The, these girls had silk presses, y'all. Like they, they just straightened their hair out. Their hair was still natural, but they would just straighten the hair, just straighten it. They didn't get them relaxers that they were selling to us. And they're, check this, they're all natural now. They either got locks, they got natural froze and natural hairstyles. They don't even, you know, wear them relaxers anymore. But they were basically on Twitter confessing like, y'all, was, they was basically selling y'all a lie, which is very consistent with, with the, the propaganda that we are, that's spewed, especially to black America. Because the thing is, and if you want to um, learn more about texturism, go back a few episodes. I talked about it with my sis, Dr. Afia who is the creator of psychotherapy, but texturism is basically the idea that tightly coiled hair or, or more straight hair, hair that is in closer proximity to whiteness is favored or privileged over hair that is more tightly coiled, hair that's more curly, right? So, so because of the texturism that especially was, was, was rampant and like it was blatant, it was out there in this area, this era. Uh, the texturism that was that was perpetuated in this culture, because of this, they were able to sell us a dream, sell us a lie based on what was on the perm boxes. Things that the, the relaxers probably didn't even really do. They was able to sell that to us because we wanted to have like that that look, the straight look, which were actually silk presses. That's why I say it's not just for me. It's just a lie. 
They were feeding us unattainable standards of beauty. They were feeding us different, you know, things that they wanted us to, things that we wanted to achieve based on how somebody else looked, which wasn't even consistent with the, the practices that they did. They, they were trying to feed us a lie, basically. It's just a lie, and that ruined my childhood because we were over there thinking we was gonna look like the girls on the boxes, when in fact, the girls on the boxes didn't even look like the girls on the boxes. Like, they, they wasn't even the ones using the relaxers. And that's why we really have to, to uh, challenge ourselves when it comes to things like this. And these, these white standards of beauty that America especially tends to sell to us, changing who we are in order to fit their, their mold. So I had to get that off my chest because I was appalled when I was reading the Twitter threads. I was appalled. So, uh, yeah, let me know how y'all feel in the comments section. We're going to move on because I could talk about that all day. But we're going to move on to talking about something a little different. All right. So we're going to talk about an article that was recently published by the American Psychological Association, the APA for short. And so in this article, they basically said that more than 25 percent of Americans are so stressed that they can't function. So what does it mean to not be able to function? I can't work like I used to. I can't take care of my kids the way I used to. I can't uh, be there for my spouse, my loved ones, my family. I can't do these things like I used to because I'm so stressed, because I'm so overwhelmed. And so they're saying 25% of Americans are currently experiencing this. That's a lot of people. That's a quarter of the population. Like that's, that's a ton of people who are rec reporting that they have this significant amount of stress. And check this. The stressors are things that are typically outside of the person's control. Right. So in psychology, we talk about there's a, a locus of control that we have. Some things are within our locus of control, meaning I can directly change it. I can directly manipulate it. Other things are outside of my locus of control, meaning I have no power to be able to change those things. And the reason why 25 percent of the Americans are so stressed and feeling like they can't function is because of the stressors that are outside of their locus of control. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Because of the stressors that they don't necessarily have the ability to change or the ability to manipulate or the ability to, 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 uh, to change in, in their favor. When doing this survey and completing this survey on the population of people, they found that the stressors included 83% endorsed that their stress was associated with inflation. So dealing with, with um, inflation in our community, right, pertaining to finances. 75% alluded to violence and crime being the main source of their stressor. And they found specifically related to violence and crime, uh, people who were more so like in those marginalized communities endorsed this more, such as individuals of the Latinx community, individuals of the black community. 62% stated that the racial climate was a part of their stress or a significant cause of their stress. And all of these are uncontrollable stressors that are impacting them in ultimate ways. Stressors that I can't necessarily control. Stressors that are happening to me but I feel like I'm not able to change anything about my situation. And I don't know about y'all, but if you ever been so stressed 
And it's like outside of your control. Like I got, you know, this deadline. I can't change it. I got the climate, uh, the, the racial climate that's impacting me. And I can't change that. Or I feel like I can't change that. I have inflation happening. Prices are going up. The price of milk is out of control right now. The price of eggs, like it's ridiculous for a carton of eggs. Like these things are going up. I have no direct control over that. Therefore, it causes uh, like a a paralysis pretty much, like an anxiety paralysis to the point where I feel stuck. I can't move. I I can't change this thing. Therefore, I'm just going like I'm just stuck with this. I'm not able to move. I'm not able to progress. If you've ever felt that way, I need you to light up this chat, light up the comment section, light up the review section in the audio version of this podcast right now. And let me know like you are feeling this. This is something that you feel deep in your soul because I've been there even as a psychologist, as a licensed clinical psychologist, I can say I have been there. As you know, individual who's out in the community, you might be a nurse. Somebody else might be, you know, firefighter, teacher. I don't care who you are, even children, because children can be stressed as well. Teenagers can be stressed as well. I don't subscribe to that notion that, you know, if you don't got bills to pay, if you don't got a job, blah, 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 you shouldn't be stressed. That's not true at all. Because I talk to teenagers every day who feel so stressed to the point where they feel as though they can't, they have no control over what's happening in their lives. They have no autonomy over what's, what's occurring around them. And it's, it feels so overwhelming when we, when we feel this way. It feels overwhelming when I feel like things are happening to me and things are coming at, coming at me, but I can't change it. I can't do anything about it. So what do we do in situations like this? So we're going to go to the word. So what does the Bible say? So we're going we're gonna to go to the word of God real quick. good okay we're going to go to the word of god real quick and it talks about casting our cares first peter five and seven cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you casting all of your anxiety on him because he cares for you now this is a very common scripture that we often quote but do we live it this is something that is that's often quoted in the black church, especially we want to talk about casting our cares on Jesus. If we don't talk about nothing else, we're going to talk about casting a care. But do we live it? Is this a part of my walk, my daily walk? Is this how I live my life? I want to challenge you and your perspective today, brothers and sisters. I want to challenge those of you who claim to, to say, yes, I cast my cares, but you're still living in this space where you're not able to function because of the stressors that's occurring around you. So I want us to really assess how I know that you're not casting your cares. Ask yourself this. Okay, am I actually casting my cares? How do I know? Am I actually casting my cares on God? The first way I know that you're not casting your cares, you haven't consulted with him. When was the last time you took that thing that you're, you're worried about, t- t- took that thing that, that's really weighing on you to God? God, I'm in such a turmoil right now at work. I feel like my boss is out to get me. When, when was the last time you prayed like that? Because the problem is a lot of us feel like when we talk about prayer and we talk about, you know, talking to God, you, you feel like it's, it has to be very formal and ritualized. And, you know, you got to have your your, uh, you know, your prayer cloth on, you got to be quoting the right scriptures and you got to say the right 
uh, semantics. and It don't matter. Like, listen, I talk to God like I'm talking to my best friend. So if I'm stressed out, if I'm anxious about something, I have to, if I'm literally casting my cares on him, I have to consult with him about everything. If it's something that's weighing on me, if it's something that, like, something I feel like I can't get out of, we need to consult with God about that. We're expecting other people to be able to change it, but we're, we're, we're ruminating on it. What does rumination mean? To ruminate in psychology means to worry about the same thing over and over and over again. You're thinking about it all day. It's permeating your thoughts. You can't stop thinking about it. You're thinking about it, but yet you haven't prayed about it. You're stressing over it, but yet you haven't taken it to God. How can I say I am casting my cares on him if I am not taking that thing that I'm trying to cast to him? That doesn't make sense. Like somebody make it make sense because it's not like the math ain't mathing. How can I say I genuinely trust God if I am not taking the very thing that is weighing on me, that is causing the 25 percent of Americans that stressed out? How can I say I truly trust God with these things if I'm not taking that to him? It doesn't make sense. I said it doesn't make sense. So when you're ruminating on the same thing over and over and over again, essentially what, what happens with worry is, and I often teach my clients with, with anxiety, sometimes we, we, we worry because we might think that worrying about it can fix it in some way. in some sort of like magical thinking type space. Like, like if I think about it enough, then I'll feel less anxious about it. Or maybe that'll fix the issue. That's not how it works, sis. Like, it's not how it works, bro. Like, if I, if I actually want to change it and it's out of my control, I need to take that thing to the one who controls all things. Come on, somebody. I feel like preaching a little bit. But <laughs> I need to take that thing to, to the one who controls all things. If I know that I have no direct control, what are those things that we said we are impacted by uh, inflation, violence and crime, the racial climate, like all these things that are outside of our locus of control and that's impacting 25% of Americans. If I know that these things are significantly impacting me and I can't change it, I cannot directly change the prices of food. I can't change the price of gas, but I know the one who can, the creator of the universe. I know the one who, who controls the climate. Like, I know the one who controls all things. Therefore, I need to be taking these things to him. Another way that I know that we're not casting our cares on God is when we pray. So, yeah, so let's say we consulted God about it. We took it to God. But then we're allowing ourselves to still worry about it. What's the point of us praying if we're going to continue to worry about the, the thing that we prayed about? arrogant is it of me to be anxious about something to take it to God and trust and believe that he's going to work it out he's going to fix it in the way that only he can but to, for me to also take it back and to say you know what I'm still going to worry about this thing because I you know somehow or another I believe that I can change it or I'm going to try and change it myself that is arrogance a lot of us need to del get delivered from our own arrogance and believing that we can change things that only God is able to change that comes from a lack of trust in him. 
that comes from trusting your own abilities or, or not being able to, or trusting your own judgments over God, trusting your own abilities over God's ability. And that's how we know that this, this thing is not, are, are we actually living the scripture? Am I actually aligned with the things that I'm actually saying and quoting in church? Yeah, we might shout about it on Sundays, but do I live it? Is this a part of who I am? Can I honestly say that I am giving it to God and literally allowing faith to kick in and allowing God to, to take that thing? Because it takes faith to be able to cast your cares on God. I don't care what nobody says. If you're telling me I'm... Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Experience all these things that I have not know that, and especially if you, somebody like me, like I need to be able to see it, to control it, to be able to, you know, because I... We, we call it an intolerance of uncertainty, right? Anxiety is often reinforced by an intolerance of uncertainty, meaning I can't tolerate when I'm uncertain about something. I can't tolerate when I'm not aware of how the outcome is going to be. I can't tolerate if I'm not able to directly change it or pursue it or manipulate it. I can't tolerate that. That's how we perpetuate anxiety. We call that an intolerance of uncertainty. But if I'm truly walking in faith, if I'm truly, you know, trying to build up my faith, that means that I have to let go of that intolerance for uncertainty and literally allow God to step in and believe that he's going to work it out. A lot of us are experiencing the stress that we're experiencing. A lot of us are, are in the situations that we are currently are. We have anxiety the way we do because we have not learned to not only just cast the care, but to also allow the faith to follow up with it. We, we can't just stop at casting the care. We got to follow up with faith. If I just cast the care and I keep worrying about it afterward, that means I'm not letting my faith to kick in. How do I let my faith to kick in? You got to start recalling the word. Come on, recalling the word. What does the Bible say about the request that I'm making known? What does the Bible say? How do I cast my cares? Come on. So, so we got to continue to allow ourselves to cast our cares on God and to allow the faith, the faith to back it up. All right, y'all. So I hope that was helpful. Please do me a favor, and I hope y'all was writing notes, because at the end of the day, um, we're going to be continuing to talk about some real stuff. I want us to go a little bit deeper, but I know that we're, we're running out of time, and so I want us to follow up with some more ways that we can cast our cares and what to do after we cast our cares. If you want to hear that, make sure you leave a comment. Make sure you subscribe to everything that I talked about at the beginning of this podcast. Text me, podcast2100. Let me know how you enjoyed this episode. And y'all, don't forget, you have the power to create the emotions that you experience. I'm your host, Dr. Shonda. Until next time, God bless. We at 23? Okay. All right. Who needs an alarm in the morning? 
when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.